0: Thanks for listening to this show from Aspen Public Radio. Archive podcasts, news, and more are made available thanks to the support of listeners like you. To make a donation of support, log on to aspenpublicradio.org. And thanks. This is First Draft on Aspen Public Radio. I'm Mitzi Rapkin. Just with writing, not everything from an interview makes it into the final show, so here are some outtakes from this First Draft. My guest is Mark Halperin, author of three short story collections, six novels, and three children's books. We begin here by talking about his house on a 56-acre farm in Virginia and what it's like to write there. What's so, so nice about it is the quiet and the peacefulness of it. You know, I, I was born in New York, and I grew up in New York and in Boston and in various foreign cities, and, and, but also in, in, the, in the country. I mean, I've lived in 45 different places in my life, and uh, of late, I mean, when I say of late, 20, 30 years ago, I was living in cities, particularly in New York, and uh, I didn't notice then how noisy it was and how bad the air was, even though the air has vastly improved let's say 60 when in New York did you ever hear the uh, loving spoonful song called hot time summer in the city yes and the, the, the one of the lyrics is back my neck getting dirty and gritty well in 1966 I believe it was 66 when that song came out I used to listen to it on the radio in the car you you would walk outside and We have total silence at night except for occasional uh, nightingales and, of course, crickets and frogs until they shut up at at midnight for some inexplicable reason. I think they seem to have a clock, have a biological clock. And it's really peaceful and totally private. We've lived here for, I think, uh, 14 or 15 years in this house. There has never been in all that time a single uninvited person who, who traipsed across our land. Not even one. Uh, it's totally, totally private. It's like living in the middle of a, of a, of a, uh, a prehistoric uh, a prehistoric forest. So there you go. Yeah. So do you like much literature that's out now? Uh, I don't really read it. Um, I, I think that, uh, first of all, when I mentioned that I have 7,000 books, I do. I read all the time. I've spent most of my day doing, um, well, apart from Apart from that, I, my time is divided up into uh, reading, writing, and exercise. You know, uh, rowing, running, walking, whatever, swimming. And, but uh, many, many hours a day I read. I'm always reading a book or two or whatever. But I follow my nose. There are uh, 100 million or more books in the world. I tend not to read what everyone else is reading. I read di- different things. And um, uh, I I don't really read uh, modern fiction at all. Uh, For one, I I read in such a way that I can absorb what I read and, and I can pick up the voice. And and what about your romantic sensibilities? I mean, I would say all the work that I've read of yours has this sort of romance about it, and I'm wondering where that comes from, or if you're trying to work something out, or if there's that's just something you need to express about the world. No, well, you see, here's the thing: um, the uh, for for all of human history, uh, the the pattern of, of literature has been what is called the romance. Now, that's not, you know, romance like bodice rippers or boy-girl falling in love or romanticism in the 19th century. It's something different. The romance is the form that literature took until about the middle of the 19th century. And there are various characteristics of it that that human beings uh, almost instinctively recognize and, and, and love. Uh, and they are, for instance, the rite of passage. The hero is cast out from the Garden of Eden, his, his Garden of Eden, and he then goes through all kinds of tests only to return home and start a new family and a new life, and it starts out again. This is, these are patterns that are built upon human existence. And if this changed, with the advent of realism in the, in the middle of the 19th century, which itself was stimulated by by the, the, the scientific and technological uh, change in, in human history, industrialism and uh, regimentation and reason. It changed the form of literature. So that realism has become what we think of, what most people think of as, Standard models of literature. If you depart from that and go back to the previous model, which for for 99.99% of human history was the way things were written, it's how Homer wrote and Dante and Shakespeare and everything up until quite recently. If you depart from the what people think is the the way to write a story and you go back to that, then you often miss. fact, realism now has become decadent, so that the, the reigning literary convention is to be cool to existence, to be standoffish, tight, you know, wary, to mock, to show off your intelligence, to, you know, to prove that you're a rational being and an intellectual. Well, a writer doesn't have to be an intellectual. A writer should be uh, an, an artist rather than an intellect, of course, you have to have intellect, but... But that's not what it's all about, really. And so, when you say uh, uh, romance, I think what you're picking up is that I don't work on the on the model that's that's most that is actually entirely dominant now. Uh, And and the, the way that I write. What it is, is it's the previous 5,000 years, and it, and it deliberately and also by temperament uh, ignores the, the, the huge change in, in literature that, that began to take place in the middle of the 19th century. Thanks for listening to this show from Aspen Public Radio. Archive podcasts, news, and more are made available thanks to the support of listeners like you. To make a donation of support, log on to aspenpublicradio.org. And thanks.